from Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 537. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet, the Canalea Pen Co., and ExpressVPN. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Mike Hurley. How are Hi, you? Brad Dowdy. I'm, good. I'm good. I'm tired. We'll get to why later on, maybe. maybe yes. But I'm, I'm good. Good. I'm glad you're good. You sound good. You sound good. Uh, I'm I'm feeling good. I I love doing this show, Mike. I don't know if you knew this. We've we've done this show a lot of times. Um, I I really enjoy doing this show, especially on a day like today when, you know, I'm tasked with creating the show notes. Generally speaking, and I don't have like one big segment that I want to pop in the show that's going to take 10 or 15 minutes right like Mm -hmm. it's usually like i'm pretty happy when i can just lock down a big segment and today is more you know just kind of scattershot it's a little bit everywhere so when that happens i tend to like uh to talk about the things that i'm using so i want to hit up the the currently using segment out the uh, out the gate this week mike which we haven't done in probably a couple of months now i like doing this every now and then yeah, yeah, like it's not a weekly thing. Like we could do a weekly segment, but I I tend to get bored with like every yeah. single week doing the same thing, especially like out from the jump, right? Like yep. especially right out the gate, but like once every couple months or so, I like to to dig in because my weekly writing and that's the way I look at this what I'm currently using. Like it's literal. Like literally what I'm using to write with today. Mm-hmm. And that's broader in in my little stationary world on my desk. That usually, currently usually using, usually encapsulates a week, okay? So this is like my very loose rules on my currently using. So I always pick out the primary pen for the week, something... I haven't been using something I want to test out, something that's going to be like my go-to pen for the week. It's not my one and only pen for the week, but it's going to be the pen that goes into my plotter, which we're going to talk about. It's going to be the pen that I write most of my notes with. And this week, it's the Shown Design Peak. Now, this is a very interesting pen, Mike. We've talked about it plenty of times on the show before. This is a pen that is not for everybody. It's ugly. (laughs) I'll just Hmm. straight up say it. I think it's beautiful, but I get, it's like this taupe, um, you know, industrial hospital vinyl (laughs) looking material. And that's because it comes from like the medical world. It's a medical plastic, right? So it's this medical grade plastic and I think it's beautiful. It is one of the most unique feeling pens. I like these weird material pens. So this one's right up my alley. And I get the why people look at that and go, especially in person, it's like, oh, wow, that you paid that much for that pen, right? Like this looks like some kind of like $5 uh, toy pen or something like that. But Mm -hmm. I love the feel of this pen. It's just so durable. It's fun to use. I absolutely adore it. So in this pen, since it's a number six Yovo fitting, I have fully... um, customize this so i have a yovos broad nib that has been modified into a mini naganata togi grind by matthew chin i got this at the atlanta pen show um so that nib is in here and then i have the roaring Klingner scabiosa ink because it's this dusty purple that kind of matches you know that 70s feeling vibe i have going on with this pen um and it's just kind of all in one, the perfect pen to pick to use all week long, right? It's got all the things, like it's an interesting pen. 
got an interesting nib with a unique nib grind. It's got a fun ink on it that's kind of purple, and it's an iron gall ink, so it changes color. So it's this whole combination of things that makes it very interesting to use for my pen of the week, if you will. So in combination with that, I'm using my plotter narrow still like just very, very regularly. Like it's my go-to notebook. So it keeps, I keep a task list, I keep a general notes list, and then I keep a weekly calendar in there. So I use the shown design peak this week for that. It's like my calendar is filled, um, you know, throughout the week. Then I keep adding things and I keep my notes in there. I've added tasks to the task list and this all gets done with the shown design peak. Now, it's obviously not the only pen I use all week. I could never do that. But, you know, my, my intent. What do you think I am? <laughs> what do you? What kind of show is this? One pen. What is wrong with that guy? Um, you know, I, I, we've talked ad nauseum about, like, having too many fountain pens inked up. But this is, like, a direct way to say, I'm going to use this pen in ink, and I want to use it a lot. Because, honestly, I'm going to use more pens, but I have too many pens inked up right now. So I'm focusing on using up the ink and the fountain pens that I currently have inked. So I'm um, working on that, and this is kind of how I, I do that. When I'm not using that pen this week, I've been really using, probably for the past month, Maybe more. Ever since uh, Tactile Turn sent me the Trailhead model, this, this one I was was and so, I did, it's out, so I don't know. I was so tempted to buy this. I think this is man, Tactile Turn are killing it right now. They really killing are. It. Will's Will and team are doing a great job. They did send me this pen at no charge, so disclosure. But oh, they bought him off, everyone. I know. I'm bit big, big. I'm in the pocket. It's of in big the pocket. A big tactile. <laughs> Mm, big tactile. <laughs> so the difference, why I've been using this pen so much, this is my first mini um, size. So they have three sizes, standard, slim, and mini. This I've always gone for one of the two larger sizes, mm. right? And they range in the refill refills that they use. So like the, the standard uses like the full size. Uh, Pilot G2 refill, and then the Slim uses the the Parker style refills, and then the Mini uses the Pilot G2 Mini refill. It's kind of the most restrictive of the refills, but I like a good 0.7 millimeter black gel ink refill. And the way this pen is built, and the size of it, and the style—I mean, you probably hear me fidgeting with it right now. Like mm-hmm. this just lives on my desk or goes with me when I need to. It's I'm going to do a whole comparison post one day of the three sizes now that I finally have a mini. Um, This was the one I always hesitated to buy for myself. Like, I've bought several of the other ones. But this size, since it's kind of refill restrictive, even though you can can modify and hack things into it, it was always last on my list. And I think that was a definite oversight on my part. part. It's such an enjoyable pen. And it's just kind of like my pick-up, take-a-quick-note pen. And uh, it's it's been great for that. Uh, it also fits in my little plotter band, so I use that sometimes in there. So it's been great. Like that's a really good setup for me, like for the week, right? Like I am doing some writing, um, which we'll talk about uh, later in the show. So I am using plenty of other pens during the week, but those are my go-to. And what's funny yep. is they're both this weird kind of taupey brown, <laughs> which is like super like unattractive, like aesthetically. But they're kind of cool at the same time. You're I really, going really for like that them. So real, I'm having like, fun. Fall outdoorsy vibe. You've got. That I guess. For you right now. I guess that's what it is. Sometimes you just kind of latch onto something unwittingly, yep. and yep. like that's kind of what's happened to me. So yeah, next, it's been great. The next 
tactile turn that I get, and there will be a next one. And I am kicking mm-hmm. myself that I didn't go for this one because I really did like the look of it. I just didn't do it. Um, I'm going to go for a short too. Okay. Because okay. I think I got the big one. Um, mm-hmm. I, th- I think. Yeah, I got the standard yeah. size. Yeah. It's a bit too big. I think I said this at the time that like I think, I think standard is maybe not the right word. I think it's a. I think it's quite quite large. Like I think okay. they should have like large, medium, mini or something. Large, medium, small. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's mm-hmm. how I would name it. Don't mm-hmm. do what I say. Uh, yeah, definitely not. But it's yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I think that that their their standard size is is a little on the large side. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, mm-hmm. And so. I will go with the mini next time, I think, because I think that might be super fun. Gotcha. See, I for some reason, I'm really latching on to their larger size, which I actually find to be very average size-wise. Yeah, I mean... But I'm, maybe it's just in comparison to what you're used to for shown, right? You have a picture in your head, like you have this mental image of what yep. a shown pen should be, and this one is just kind of blows it out, even though... Oh, like, Brad, I'm talking about way. tactile turn, man. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I think we're, we, got, we got on a oh. completely different track there. I apologize. My yeah, problem. So the tactile turn pens, the standard, yes. I think is large. Correct. Right? And the short, I think, would be much more. Because like the, the standard is maybe two centimeters bigger than a Mark One. It's very large. Yeah. So this so I am I with you on. So I was confused there for a second. Yeah, yeah I, we, got, we got crossed there. I don't know what mm. happened. So now I completely agree cool. with you. So, yes. Shown pens, yeah, they look great in size. And I, yep. I don't think I've seen one of these ones, the the like the Peak series or whatever, mm-hmm. like the, the full size. Um, right. But I would like to see one. Yeah, these machine plastics, you know, between the Ultim and the Peak, that's something you really, unless you are really willing to experiment, you want to kind of test those first. Like if you can get yep. that in your hand beforehand because it does feel different and feels, um, feels very, very light. They're lightweight pens, but highly, highly durable. Uh, what I've been using today, so I use a couple of fountain pens to sit here and write my notes with. Like I've been using other pens today. I'll talk about one of uh, some of those a little bit later on in the show, actually. Um, but the ones that I sat down with to write uh, today, like I have my, I've refreshed recently the the pens that I have at the desk in my stu- mm-hmm. in the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, like I kind of refreshed them out because I keep most of them at home, right? Remember I talked spoke about that a while ago. So I take right. some pens home and I rotate them out and bring them back in again. So I have like a refreshed kind of vibe and I can clean them up, refold them, that kind of stuff. Uh, I used today the Bongo Box 4B, which is their eighth anniversary pen. This is the one that like it has the Bumblebee on it and it's the mm-hmm. Pro Gear with like the ridges that go all the way around it. Yeah. Super good. I don't have regrets <laughs> for stationary products. There's always something else. Mm-hmm. This is a pen that Brad, the pen addict, should probably own, being a fan of Bungu Box, of Sailor, of 4B, of this design, of this style. And like it was just like at a time where I was not willing to to buy it. It was and, like this is one pricey. I, I think this was like yeah. five hundred dollars or something. Oh no, this one was more than that. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm just going to tell myself it was that, all right? Okay, we don't you do that because that I'm pretty sure you're a few hundred short, but sure, I, sure, I could sure, be wrong. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> uh, this is one of the ones that has the metal grip section too, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and it's got a beautiful engraving of a bumblebee on the on the nib. This was a pen where I thought that something was wrong with the nib. I don't remember oh, what okay. ink I was using in it before, but now I use Sailor Ink Studio 162 in here, and it is it writes like a dream. So whatever ink I was using in this pen before just did not suit the nib. Um, 
because I have a I have a music nib. Okay. In this, I so think, pretty no, wet it's not nib. A music nib. No. It says MS on the side. Is Maybe that music soft? No, that's not a music nib. It's a that's thick nib. Maybe it is one. music. Maybe it is music. It's, I think it might be a music nib. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Sailor's music nibs are still single tine. They just have a large That's why it confused me. Yeah, because I was like, yeah. hang on, is this actually like yeah, yeah, a yeah. stub? But no, it's, Sa- a, it's a music yeah. nib. It's a music. It's a music. Yeah. So yeah, Sailor doesn't do a two tine music nib. It's singular with large tipping. That's why I threw myself off because I thought I had a music nib and then I was like, mm-hmm. hang on a minute. My other music nibs are too tiny, but all right, that explains it then. Yeah, yep. so it throws down a lot of ink. And also the tines, I don't know why, they're a little bit further apart from each other than my other pens. Okay. Like, I don't know what it is, but like that that can cause, that had to cause me to have some ink issues where it just wasn't flowing. Yeah, with the dry me. ink, it probably yeah. wouldn't do as well. And I think that was what I was having. Uh, and then also today, I'm doing a Sailor double uh, whammy today. Uh, my Pro Gear 1911 tangerine king of pen yeah she's just an absolute beast it is and i love it um and that's obviously filled with fire on fire robots <laughs> fire on fire. <laughs> obviously obviously what else are you gonna put in there i mean sailor apricot or no you know ken makuse or no. yeah, or uh Buyugaki or no i mean but why would you put any of those in when none of them are the right option i know see that's what I'm <laughs> and i'm writing on a secret notepad Top secret notepad. That hopefully I'll be able to talk about soon. One day we should just make a product that's like called Top Secret Pen. Yeah. And the, and just, just tease it, it and then just launch. Yeah, when you launch it, it's actually called Top Secret Top Pen. Top Secret Pen. So, yeah. There's a product idea for someone that's pretty terrible. Like a pretty terrible idea. Mm-hmm. I admit that. But uh, yeah, it would be fun. It'd be fun. We just have the um, ideas. People can do whatever they want with them. <laughs> Boy, do we. So that's what we're using today. Let's take our first break. And thank right. Canalea Penco for the support of this week's episode of The Pen Addict. Canalea make the most beautiful pens inspired by images of Hawaii. Canalea's founders Hugh and Carol believe that the locations that they depict will help can and do help recharge our spirit, connect us with nature, and they want to embody that in the products that they create. And today I want to remind you about the new Punakea collection from Canalea. The Punakea collection was inspired by a hike that Hugh and Carol took through Waimea Canyon in Kauai. On that morning that they were there together, they saw a beautiful rainbow across the sky suspended above the canyon, above them. Uh, In Hawaiian mythology, the rainbow is a symbol of transformation and a pathway between earth and the heavens. Punakea was inspired by the colors of the canyon on that day, the red earth, the golden sunshine, the blues in the sky, and the shimmering rainbow, and you get all of that depicted in the Punakea collection. Canalea fountain pens feature Yoho number no. 6 nibs, and you can buy steel or 18-karat gold nibs directly from Canalea. They offer sizes from extra fine to 1.1mm stub. Hugh personally smooths and tunes every single nib before it leaves their shop so that your Canalea pen will write beautifully, taken straight out of its lovely black walnut keepsake box. Best boxes in the business at Canalea. Like, they do so many incredible things, this company, but their packaging, no one can touch it, in my opinion. Nope. Canalea will also be bringing their aloha to Bertram's Inkwell in Rockville, Maryland on Saturday, November 12th from 11 to 3. Punakea will be making its first public appearance at Bert's store at this event. So this is your first chance to see it in person. So make sure that if you're around, you stop by to see which wonderful Canalea will speak to you. I'm sure there will be at least one 
that will. <laughs> I know I've been caught in this many times. You can find out more about Canalea's whole offering and place an order today at canaleapenco.com. Our thanks to Canalea Penco for the support of this show. I went to mention, Brad, that my mm. Punakea has found its way into my Sinclair, so it is now nice. one of the six pens that, that gets transported around with me, or or and also one of the six pens that I do my daily journaling with. Nice, nice. So that's so, a that's a good setup. It's a good yep. pen to have, and it's it's very well protected in your Sinclair. So yes, mm-hmm. very very cool. So. And it is one of two Canalayas that I keep in that Sinclair. Nice. So you were talking about, you know, you'll find, maybe you'll find the one. Like Mm -hmm. I, you know, they do so many, have so many cool pens. Like I'm rethinking the Manta. Like I've been seeing the pictures of that one. Like that's the deep green and black one. I was like, oh, that would look pretty good in 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 my uh, drawer of pens mm-hmm. in my collection. So, like, uh, I don't know, I don't know. There's so many good ones to choose from. So, yeah, I definitely uh, love my Canalays. Appreciate their continued support of the Panatic Podcast. Speaking of collections, <laughs> this one surprised me. <laughs> I just moved home. I moved home on Monday. Uh, we've been, this is something we've been working on for like 10 months and it finally (laughs) all came crashing to a head and we made it work. So, uh, over the weekend I packed up my, my pen collection. So I have a, a Ikea drawer thing. I think Mm -hmm. it's called the Alex. Sounds right. I remember like talking about this. Lovely, it's a great drawer. Yes, really lovely drawer system. And they cre- they have these like silicone mats that you can put in them so you can have some mm-hmm. organization. It's really good. And so as part of this, I was like, well, I want to just pack up all my pens myself, make sure that they're all good, put them in. The way that I did it is like all of the really important pens to me, mm. they got put in a, a – you've seen this. I got a really large – pen wallet thing from pen sure. years ago that mm-hmm. i don't know holds like 50 pens or something and that's what i would fill that up to bring to pen shows to show off collection stuff so all of my fountain pens basically you know all of my lovely fountain pens got put in there that got put in my bag and we took that that didn't go in the moving van mm-hmm. the rest of my collection i kind of uh, packaged up and put them into backpacks because I had like two okay. empty backpacks, so I filled sure. my backpacks and then put those in boxes, and that's how they moved over. I've yet to take those out yet, but I, I feel confident that they were okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And also, like you know, anything truly special to me got transported differently. The stuff that was in the collection, like fountain pens that I don't use anymore, like or on, that were on the kind of the cheaper side, you know, some Kickstarter stuff or whatever. Uh, my retros and my field notes and, you know, some extra little bits and bobs, you know, like some fun coloring pens or whatever. Nevertheless, I felt terrible packing this together because <laughs> there's just so much stuff, Brad. There's a lot of stuff. So much stuff. So I cannot even begin to tell you how many <laughs> Retro 51s I put. I, I really feel like I should probably sell them off mm-hmm. because... Mm-hmm. Especially those, right? Because like other things that I was coming across was like, oh, I remember when I used this pen, right? Like mm-hmm. at the time, this was like really important to me. It was a more something more on the expensive or whatever. And I, you know, it was like, oh, 
I remember like oh this whatever it was like say uh one Nunamisu pen I don't remember which one it was sure. so maybe like the Nova or whatever yeah the blue like, I remember one with the, the gold time, like, yeah yes that one that one exactly right and I was like mm-hmm. this was really cool at the time but like it's not a pen that's particularly special to me anymore and so it just goes in the drawer and like whatever right um or like my first Edison pen it's like oh I remember how mm-hmm. big a deal that was but then I got another one since and you know so it's like they were nice to put in but like the retro 50 ones i must have like 50 of them or something <laughs> i don't even know how many it's just like handfuls of these things it's like i'm never going to use any of these yeah. i'm giggling like i don't have that many either but yeah. i absolutely do yeah no i'm with you and so like i don't know it, it didn't feel awesome to just be like picking up handfuls mm-hmm. of pens and putting them in a bat it was just like this is too much, right? Like yeah. this was, this is too much, and so I don't really know what I'm going to do because, like, the 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 thought of dealing with the logistics as well. Like, this is part of the problem. Like, how do I get rid of them? You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. So no, it's it's something I I think about a lot over the years as someone who has just an obscene amount of stuff. Like, it's number one you're thinking about it, right? So like the process has started, right? It's it's a slow process, right? Trying to figure out how to do it because like you, the because the end the end task, the logistics of it is the most overwhelming of it. It's not the actual getting rid of the stuff, it's actually the process yep. of that. Um so like you have started to like think about, hey, these are the things I use now, you know? And like over time and with gained experiences, your 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 tastes change and right. That's just natural, right? It's mm-hmm. it's natural to have these types of feelings about products you don't use anymore. And it is really good to either to to rehome them in some way, shape, or form, right? You want mm-hmm. to get these products in use by someone else probably. Right. So whether that's giving some of it away, selling some of it, you know, um, and and then just kind of thinning the herd as as we talk about a lot, like it's just it's it's healthy. Right. Like even though it's like overwhelming right now and like I'm in the middle of overwhelming, you know, I've I've had you know been trying to narrow down like my expensive fountain pens to like this pen addict 100 and like i'm still going to do that but it's a slow process i keep getting distracted by other things it kind of falls by the wayside because i don't have to do it right this is nothing you have to do except you're just going to keep looking at hey what are these 50 retro 51s doing over here um you know so but it's not like you have to do it right now so just take it slow you know someday you'll you'll get the bug to say hey let me pull five or ten of these out and maybe figure out how to sell these real yeah. quick and then you know a few months later you know maybe you do it again so you don't have to take it all at once um you don't have to do it quickly um because again like the hardest part of the whole task and the most intimidating part of the whole task is the actual logistical part of selling things right that's that's what holds me back personally um yeah. and just putting that all together and uh so yeah but like it's it's good that you're going through this and you know it helps you kind of realize what you're using what you appreciate now and what you could uh move on from and uh it makes those things easier so yeah it's great like like it's it's a process so just look at it that way yeah and i feel like whenever i get around to moving them back into this like storage right i maybe can start using that as my opportunity to thin it down but Mm -hmm. it was just one of those things where i was kind of faced with the with what I had done, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, <laughs> it came God, along look quickly. At this. 
Like it yeah. just kind of like smacked you upside the head. It's like, oh yeah. my. <laughs> it it, it wasn't a fast. slow burn. Uh-huh. <laughs> it wasn't a slow burn. No, yeah. it was like, oh, all of a sudden you've got to move all of this into something. And it's just like, it, th- where it really hit me was was with the retros though. Because it was like, I opened this drawer and I, uh, Brad, and I was just picking up <laughs> handfuls of pens and putting them in a bag. It's just like... It was also like, I was like, I'm not even going to bother protecting it. Like, I'm just going to put them in this rucksack and I'll deal with it later. Because it's like, this is just obscene. Well, I can't wait to ask you about a Retro 51 later in the show that seems uh, kind of right it, up your alley. Seeing that in the document <laughs> is what made me remember to put this in. Because I had a vivid memory, like a sense memory of what it would mean to add another one. Not happening. Not happening. <laughs> so let's get to that one right now because i have a few a few things i want to talk about just some right. links and stuff um but yeah the vegas skyline like that's a mic pen right like I, I know you i know yeah. you like vegas the skyline ones they've done a really good job um like gold spots um tends to do these like we've done paris and london i can't remember the whole list there's probably five six seven of them now mm-hmm. um yeah like it's quintessential vegas like it's not even remotely for me at all but uh, i was like i could just i thought of you when i saw this pen i was like oh, mike mike like this one you may not but like i could i would like, I, I, like I, I have to show this to mike i like it like what yeah. i'll say is it surprised me it wasn't what i thought it was gonna be like it's mm-hmm. more color on the pen than i was expecting mm-hmm. like i thought it might have been like just a kind of like a skyline outline yeah. kind of thing yeah. but it's way more color on it and it's also glowing in the dark which is like yeah, that's perfect for Vegas, yeah. right? Like, I think they did a really good job with this one, to be honest. This is hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is not easy, even though, like, I know, like, Retro 51s, like, all the, the designs are based on, like, a wrap, right? Like, this mm-hmm. is no no new concept. But to get it correct, like, in the process that we've gone through on design, like, the celebration pin and how difficult it is to size all of this stuff correctly, to have this much level of detail in the pen um is nuts and like it's it's really impressive like i I, this is just another one that yeah it's gonna do do super well it's just a neat pen it's a neat pen i like all the skyline pens so yeah i thought that was funny so i had to bring that one up for you so um a couple of other quick links i wanted to mention now that we're in november we have a couple of very um stationary specific events number one is nanorimo where a lot of people in our community participate in a writing challenge to write 50,000 words Yep. Uh, during the month of November. I always love seeing people's NaNoWriMo com, uh, uh, content, especially when it's handwritten. A lot of it's handwritten. Sarah, who writes for The Pen Addict, um, she's going to be doing a bunch of uh, NaNoWriMo content on the blog this month, and she's she's tasked herself. She's generally successful at hitting the target, the 50,000 words. This year, she's going to do it with one pen. Um, and just keep using the same pen and, you know, the same fountain pen and just, you know, fill, fill it with different inks instead of using a lot of different pens and for a lot of different things. She she handwrites it uh, every NaNoWriMo, so this is going to be wow, fun so fun to watch, yeah. Um, it's hand uh, cramp central. Nah, it's going to be fun. It's with the Aurora 88 uh, Unica, I think. It's the all-black one. Like, you've seen those one before. It's a very pretty pen and piston filling uh, fountain pen it's going to be a really good really good writer i hope we'll see maybe it's not we'll find out um i also wanted to mention that we're a couple of days as we record this before fountain pen day which kicks off on november 4th so we're talking about if you're not in Mike's situation where you, you're about to move and are looking for uh some new pens new inks or want to do some holiday shopping in advance the 
community participation in Fountain Pen Day is really, really cool. There's always great uh, store and retail specials. Um, you know, a lot of the blogs participate in various giveaways. I'll be doing a giveaway next Tuesday. I think I know what I'm giving away. Um, I'm not 100% sure yet. So I, I try to do like a, you know, like a big product uh, giveaway, you know, um, you know, a pen or you know, notebooks, well, something, you know, a fancy notebook or something like that. So we don't, I don't have it totally confirmed what I'm going to do yet, but I think I know what I'm going to do yet, do so. Um, be paying attention to that. So that'll happen, uh, on Friday. You'll see a lot of, uh, content on that and a lot of really cool sales from all of our, our favorite, uh, people in the pen community. We talked about, I'm pretty sure this year's Diamine Inkvent calendar, um, you know, a couple months ago when it, when they announced it. And I'm bringing this up, Mike, because I remember when was the first one? Was it three or four years ago? Do you remember one how big a deal mm-hmm. it was, and two how few they actually made? I want to say it was only like three years ago. They skipped a year due to COVID, but like three yeah. releases ago, um, it was the blue one. And I remember number one, it kind of knocked all of our socks off, and number two, if you didn't buy it like in the first minute that it launched at just like a couple of sites, like only a few people had it. Um. You, you couldn't get one. Yep. And this year, it's like literally everywhere. And I, like, I think that's cool. Like, I'm glad it was a, it was a risk, I think, for Diamine to do something like that because it's an expensive, like unique product. It was super, super high level of nerdery to pick something like this up, right? You know, 25 inks in, in, a, in a single box. Mm-hmm. But they executed it very well. They continued to build on it from previous years and like this year they've just like gone all in like i'm not looking at the inks no spoilers um people will do uh live ink reviews day by day uh starting in december but these are available now and it looks like most retailers have them uh, including our good friends at Pinchalet, longtime sponsor of this p- fine podcast content that we're creating mike but i love this I love the Inkvent calendar. I do not want to own the Inkvent calendar ever, <laughs> but I absolutely love the idea of this product. So um, I just, uh, I was thinking back fondly that now that I see them literally everywhere, how when they launched that you could not find it whatsoever, no matter what. So it was mm-hmm. pretty, it's pretty cool to see that they've uh, continued this on and, and continued to build from there. Uh, last quick link. Uh, this week, I put a post up on the blog yesterday from the SNS Collective. So this is a group of stationary artisans who have uh, come together to do a big charity project uh, for the Alba Safe House and Recovery Program in Italy. It's a, it's a human trafficking survivors um, uh, charity, and it helps out um, with, with survivors and gets them back on their feet and gets them the help they need. And there's a really great auction and raffle going on right now. And I wanted to bring awareness to this because I always love um, supporting the different charities. Um, and in our community, obviously we do a lot of work ourselves with St. Jude as a Relay FM network. And I love this type of uh, collaborative effort from many, many different vendors uh, coming together to do something good. And uh, I just wanted to shine a light on that real quick. We'll have a link in the show notes where you can go check this out, find the page for it, uh, check out the auction check out the raffle there's some really neat stuff in there that uh, everyone should check out all right should we take a break
We should. We should because then uh, we have more horror stories, Mike. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. You've probably heard by now you should be using a VPN when you connect to the internet, but adding an extra step to anything that you do every day sounds like a hassle. Well, if you knew just how easy it was to protect your connection with ExpressVPN, you'd be doing it already. ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and frankly, better. ExpressVPN gets rid of all of the things that you hate about VPNs. It is a VPN done right. I think most importantly, first of all, it's blazing fast. Tons of our VPN services, they're going to slow your connection down. You're going to get to a point where it's not even worth trying to connect to the internet at all, but ExpressVPN doesn't lag or buffer. You can stream in HD with no issues. This is the thing I've done many times using ExpressVPN. My biggest thing is like, you know, we're traveling. We've done the exact thing. We're traveling and we want to watch F1, right? Which Mm -hmm. is a live Mm -hmm. video sporting event. And the hotel does not have the channel that we (laughs) need. And we can use the service that we pay for at home, but they won't let us connect to watch it if we're not in the UK. So we use ExpressVPN, fire it up, say, hey, we're in the UK. And then the service will go, yeah, sure. And then we can watch a <laughs> live HD streaming video over ExpressVPN on hotel Wi-Fi, which is also like using those hotel Wi-Fis and like those public networks like that. It's also really great to have a VPN for that peace of mind as well. So it's awesome. Using it is super easy. You just open the app, you click one button and enjoy instant protection across all your devices. The fact is, once you connect to ExpressVPN, you don't even realize that you have it on, but your connection is secure, your data is encrypted, and you can spoof your location so you can have access to that content available outside your region, as I've done many times. This is one of the many reasons why ExpressVPN is called the best VPN by CNET. Right now, go to expressvpn.com slash penaddict and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash penaddict to get three extra months of ExpressVPN. One last time, expressvpn.com slash penaddict. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for the support of this show and all of FM. All right, we got some fun stuff this week, including a special entrant here uh, here at the end. So uh, mm. let, let's kick them off with this one. You ready, Mike? Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. All right. Hey, Brad. I had a long week this week that resulted in a stationary horror story of my own. I'm going to give you a quick rundown on the events that culminated in my stationary nightmare. Tuesday morning, I was woken up about 1 a.m. due to my dog being sick. He had an issue all over our comforter in the middle of the night. Mm. We got up, stripped the bed, pre-treated the messed up bedding, tried to get back to sleep, letting him take the rest of the house. About 2.30 a.m., I was woken up again by my wife telling me that my chair in the living room suddenly sounds cozy to me because he won't stop barking. So I relocated and had a restless rest of the night. I took our dog, Mr. Peaches. My wife got him from Georgia, so figured Peaches would be an okay boy's name in that scenario, <laughs> to the vet, and is doing very well now. So good, the dog. The dog's doing well. Wednesday morning, <laughs> I was woken up about 3 a.m. This is this is a build, quite the build up, Mike. Uh, Wednesday morning, I was woken up about 3 a.m. by my wife informing me that my 18-month-old son woke up and wanted to party with me. (laughs) She handed me the midnight Kool-Aid man break-in from my daughter, (laughs) who had a bad dream. Oh, yeah. So I figured it was fair enough. And got up with him. So they were they were doing, you know, what husbands and wives and parents do. They they trade off, right? Someone needs to sleep, someone needs to take care, and you switch it up. I know this one. Uh, so I got up with him, figuring I could get him back to sleep in an hour. 530, I laid him down, figuring that I might as well stay up now, seeing how I needed to be up for 630 that day. 
I decided to take a little time for myself and clean out my Lamy 2000 to put in a new ink I got at the Orlando Pen Show I was itching to try. Andorillion Ink Bobtail Squid Green. The Lamy is one of my favorite pens and always present on my desk. I went to my kitchen, stood on a rubber mat for safety, and cleaned it out thoroughly. Being out of it, I didn't feel like getting my bowls out to clean with and figured I'd be fine working on the rubber mat in there. I was very wrong. After reassembling, I was giving it a final wipe down with a paper towel when my beloved pen slipped out of my hand, landed nib first on the tile just one inch from the rubber mat. All I could think of to myself is, why didn't I brew a cup of coffee first? So there's a picture attached, Mike. So let's pull this up right now. I want to look at this picture. I'm not sure because it is one of the more aggressive nib drops I've seen. So for those who don't know, the Lamy 2000 is one of the single worst pens you can drop because it's weighted as such to where it's always going to land nib down. Mm -hmm. So it's a metal section with a lightweight Macrolon fiberglass barrel. It always does severe damage. And Mike, what do you think? This is this is bad. It's done. It's, it's done. Like it's didn't it like bent the entire thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like every part of the nib that's exposed has has been adjusted in in the wrong direction. <laughs> it's really bad. So this is a pro tip: do not clean pens when you're exhausted after two days of being up all night. Um, this is horrible. Uh, not a horror story, but my goodness, like this is a pro tip. Well, it's right a here. horror story. It is a oh, horror it story, is. but it's yeah, not yeah, a full yeah. a hall of fame, right? Like, yes, not a hall of famer. Not a horror a story, famer, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's bad. So that was a long story, Mike. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna r- relate this one next. So that one was from Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. That was I would say it's a great story. I mean, in in the essence of horror stories, it's a great story, but it's not a great story for you. I hope you can get that 2000 fixed. I think you should be able to, but uh, it's pretty gnarly. <laughs> This next one is a very short story, Mike. Mm-hmm. This one's from Dave. This was the entirety of the email. You ready? Rescue dog and G2 pin as a chew toy. One, carpet zero. That's the story. So he put that in there. He put in a link to the image. <sighs> this might be worse than the Lamy 2000. Yeah. Being nib dropped because not only is this in your dog's mouth, right? This, the, I ma- I'm imagining the, the destructive plastic and ink in a dog's mouth. Mm. It is now like literally all over the floor. And like the dog, the way I look at this image, Mike, is that the dog didn't like test this out to see if it was food, right? They, the dog yeah. test, the dog, this was the dog's new favorite toy. Well, like, I, I this think is the dog might have been trying to communicate somehow seems like there's some attempts at writing a message on the floor yeah yeah i think this might be from the upside down and we, yeah. we're gonna have to like decipher this somehow it's probably just says feed me or take me outside or yeah. where is my ball <laughs> i'm guessing like that's probably the extent of this but yeah we're gonna we're gonna need dave uh to recite uh to to follow up and figure out if he has been able to translate <laughs> what this actually was but my favorite part um, was was Dave's email typing in? That's the story. Like that. Mm-hmm. Those were his words. That's there really the story. isn't any more to tell, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. 
dog wins. Uh, dog wins over a fountain pen every time, over over any pen mm-hmm. every time, right? Does the dog ever lose that scenario? I don't know. Maybe if they like got got something stuck in their tummy and had to go to the vet, that would that would be a lot. The pen might win that one, but we don't want to hear that. No. All right, all right, that was a good one, Dave. All right, next up from Alex. I bought a V pen. Mike, do you know what the V pen is? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah. Yeah, it's the it's the King Charles pen. So, bought a V pen th- for 3 euros during one of the very few occasions I was able to reunite with my then long distance girlfriend. So naturally, it felt like a $300 300 euro pen. So, makes sense, right? So the Alex was, you know, in a specific place at a specific time, so the pen had a specific memory even though it it's has a just lot a very cheap pen. Like yeah. Emotional value. Yeah, exactly. So it felt like a 300 euro pen. 3 years later, I finally used up the ink. And I go ahead and pull the nib and feed out to refill it as I saw people doing that on YouTube. So let me stop you right there. This is not a refillable pen, right? Mm -hmm. So we're going to YouTube to hack hack this pen. So I saw people doing that on YouTube. I snapped the feed. The pen is absolutely unusable and it actually feels like I broke a 300 euro pen. Like that's rough. Like I Uh get that. Like the, the sentimental value of a $3 pen doesn't matter that's a $3 pen, right? But... Alex, you got to know going into a non-refillable pen, like this is on the table, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is a very decent possibility. There's a reason why you had to go to YouTube <laughs> to figure out how to do this. So uh, part two, someone in my office takes an expensive pen of mine and uses it, bending the nib so much that it can never be repaired. The best part, it was actually a dream or rather a nightmare. <laughs> what happened was that I screamed so loudly that I woke up, oh my woke God. up my long distance girlfriend, now turned wife, and probably the upstairs neighbor. Oh my God. <laughs> Literal nightmare from someone, a, a, a bad dream about someone using their pen and messing it up. Um, I've had those dreams. I haven't woken up anyone, my family, my dog, or the neighbors uh, from screaming. <laughs> But that's kind of amazing. <laughs> so I, I love that story. Thank you, Alex. Um, no Hall of Famers this week, I don't think. These are all <laughs> these are all horror, horror stories for sure. And like I am, I am like totally feeling these uh, very much. Have you ever had a Have you ever had a stationary dream, good or bad, Mike? I'm gonna say yeah, but I'm really bad at remembering my dreams. Like same. If you, if I, what you, are, you wake me up and say, "What did you dream about?" I wouldn't know. Yeah. I, I think most nights I don't dream, Same. and and when I do, I think I really, I like it's vivid, and I might remember it, but mm-hmm. most nights I close my eyes and then um, I wake up, like that kind of yes. how it goes. Same here, same here. So yeah, I know I've dreamed about stationery before, but it, it would only be in like a, a positive, not in like a mm-hmm. not in like a horror story sense. So, but uh, yeah, even I'm with if you. it was, I, I rarely dream. Not at the level that I would make noise and wake up. Mm-hmm. We have one more horror story this week, Mike. Okay. Um, but first, uh, let's let's talk about our good friends Ooh, over at Penchalet. Suspense. This episode is brought to you by Pen Chalet. They have your favorite brands and they have the products that you're looking for. They have Lamy, Pilot, Sailor, Monteverde, Pelican. The list goes on and on and on. Every time I go to Pen Chalet, I am struck by just how many brands are on their brands page. They are an authorized dealer of all of these products and they are going to give you the very best fastest, most reliable customer service around. Pen Chalet have fantastic prices in all of their products and every couple of weeks they're adding 
new products to the store and discounting products as well. So there's always something new to go and find, whether it's a new deal or a new product over at Pen Chalet. They have rollerballs, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, pen carrying cases like the one I mentioned earlier that I used to move my beloved pens in, pen holders, refills, fountain pen converters, and so much more. They have low prices on high quality products and offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. They want you to be happy with whatever it is you buy at penchalet.com. They do free shipping on orders of over $75 in the US with great shipping rates for overseas uh, as well, which I've used many a time. In fact, to get that pen carrying case that I mentioned earlier. So go to penchalet.com. That's P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website. You want to do this for two reasons. One, you will get a pass. Once you enter the password pen addict, you will be able to get your hands on this week's special offers and to get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time at Penchalet. They knew you were moving this week mike because there are several carrying cases available several really cool ones the yes, first one is from yeah, ron is the only person i told <laughs> ron knew before any of my friends i sent him an email hey ron, <laughs> ron what what you got for me ron yeah. so he's got the montegrappa double pin carrying case which is this beautiful red uh, material that's at a huge huge discount i actually would like to take a look at that and then further down the esterbrook nook cases so there's a three a six in a 12 uh, slot case. I've seen these before. Super nice. They are really yeah, good. Really and nice. Very solid. This, they're like little boxes. Yeah, they're like little boxes. They're hard-sided cases, right? So they're not... A, they, there's... You know, I, I love cases for their, their different styles and different uses. Like, I love my soft-sided cases. You know, I can throw those around, throw them in my backpack. But sometimes I want a hard-sided case. These nooks are fantastic for that. So... Uh, check those out. Those are definitely uh, really, really uh, the the highlights of, of the list. And then there, you scroll down again. Our sneaky pelicans are in there. Uh, a bunch of Monteverde, uh, ball, including ballpoints, uh, are in there, which are always a great option. And yeah, like I haven't even made it down to the end of the list. Wow, they just keep coming. There's some paniders in there. Yeah, a lot of great stuff. Stipula. So yeah, go check them out and uh, definitely you know keep an eye on these Esterbrook cases. Like I like I can't speak highly enough of those cases. That's a really really good price for those. So there you go. Penchalet.com, p e n c h a l e t dot com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password Pen Addict. All right, Mike. This next horror story is from Brad. Oh, uh, you may know, that? you may know you may know him you may know him. Okay, it's <laughs> from you then. And, yeah, it's for me. Okay. So this oh. is this is this is Brad. This is how Brad's brain works. So I was streaming yesterday uh, on twitchtv pinaddict, as I do three times a week, and I was doing an unboxing yesterday. I'm sure as you do quite frequently. I'm assuming as quite frequently. So I have a lot of lot of site sponsors and a lot of products come through my hands, and I tend to kind of do my first hey let's open up you know this new stuff on stream and kind of explore it so i was doing that yesterday from an order i'd got in from jet pens and i could i i rarely remember what's in the box so i'm always i surprise myself <laughs> it's it's stupid i know like because i just get so much stuff i forget so i had been wanting the kaveco original fountain pen ever since they fake launched it in july <laughs> so this oh, is yeah, this is the large size aluminum. It's basically an extended AL Sport, right? Which is my fa- one of my favorite pens of all time. And they made it into a full size, a fuller size barrel and cap. They put some 
Kaveco original, like OG early 1900s design elements into it with the clip. It's a glorious looking pen, like for me, like this is could not be more perfect for me. They did a weird thing where they made two different nib sizes for it, which I still don't understand. So there's the Kaveco original 060, which has the number five nib, uh-huh. which is kind of pointless. You can get that in the regular All-Star. But the one that I wanted is the Kaveco original 250, which has the bigger number six nib that aesthetically fits the pen better. So got the pen. I'm live on stream. I'm opening it up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this so much. It's perfect. They did such a good job. I can't wait to start using this. The, you know, like the design is right. The feel is right. Like it's a little bit smaller than I thought. Like it's still a full size pen. So like I enjoyed that, right? Because I'll tend to tend to go for a little bit smaller pens. It wasn't, it wasn't a big and bulky pen. Like everything about this was great. And then I started um, just kind of, you know, looking at the barrel in my hand and I was like, huh, you know, the, the barrel stamping where it says Kaveco original on the barrel um, was on the opposite side of how you would grip the pen. If a fountain pen nib was, you know, writing on the page, you know, you would normally see the barrel stamping, you know, on the top of the barrel. And this was on the underside of the barrel. I was like, oh, no big deal. That happens all the time. Um, you know, you just unthread it and put it back on and and realign it correctly. Mm -hmm. It's a single thread barrel. So it's now on the backside uh, of, of the pen. I was like, okay, well, if that's the case, I can, I can switch the nib. Like I can adjust the nib and twist it around, um, and line it up correctly as it should be. And so I, I take apart, take it apart, take the nib apart. And, you know, most feeds are kind of like single, single slot feed you can't really twist the feeds around they have a flat part that doesn't allow them and then the they're single threaded on the interior as well so i went from like elation to massive disappointment really only because i saw this <laughs> right this it doesn't change how the pin works it's just hugely upsetting to me i had a real breakdown on stream about this yesterday so that's probably the horror story is not that this is a problem it's that my reaction to it was very bad (laughs) so that's actually the scary part of this is like i really overreacted like dramatically to this and i the problem is and i can't unsee it now so i was like why why is this this way so i went and looked at all kinds of different vendor sites some have it lined up with the nib and some don't, right? So if you go look at our good friend's pen chalet, it's lined up correctly. If you go look at some other retailers, it's lined up how I have it, right? With no marking on the top. So I can't figure out what's going on. It's a, it, it's a problem for me that, that this has happened. So <laughs> I've actually sent an email to try to follow up on this and see. But I demand it's, a response. It's... It's going to bother me so bad. Yeah, it's because not they're, good. It's not because good. they're different, right? It's mm-hmm. This is not how it should be, and you cannot change it, except on some of the pins, it's fine. And I am, like, now I just have to question it. Like, I have to question the whole thing. And I've gone from, like, loving this pin to, like, I have to stare at it every time I put it in my hand now and just, like, think about, it's like, why is it this way? Like, this stupid aesthetic thing is going to bother me to to no end like that's my horror story mm-hmm. it's like this is letting little insignificant design elements bother me greatly like this really really bothers me because it was 
a decision, right? It's single threaded every which way. Like there's no way to change this that I could figure out. Like I took it completely apart, tried to, you know, check the threads to see any, if there was anything I could do to align this. And I, I'm surprised mostly that there is a difference in some of these pins. So I'm curious if anyone else has the Kaveco original and it lines up normally or, or what's going on. So, so the horror story isn't the pin itself, but more my obsessiveness around these types of things. And I guess that's why I like doing what I do so much because I do obsess over these little things. And that one really, really bothers me. So that's my horror story for the week. Brad, I was went to Instagram to look at the image, right? That you mm-hmm. posted. Mm-hmm. And I saw something that I haven't seen before. I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. before. I just put it in Discord. It'll be in the show notes. The Montegrappa Tutankhamun <laughs> Ultimate Legacy. Have you seen this? <laughs> I have. We talked about it on stream last week, and I forgot to put it in the show notes. Well, you go ahead. You lead this one because I have gone through this. Yes. This is sick. This pen is the best pen that has ever been made. This is incredible. It is like, so the body of the pen, right? The body of the pen mm-hmm. is like. It's a mummy wrap. It's a mummy wrap. I can't think of another way to describe it. And it's also like kind of body shaped a little bit, right? Like it's like squared off. And then it's got like a gold nib section, an incredibly beautiful nib with hieroglyphics engraved on it. And then the cap is like <laughs> the top of Tutankhamun's sarcophagus. Mm-hmm. And it's $12,000. And it comes in a <laughs> box that makes it look like it's in a display at a museum. This is the best pen anyone has ever made. The box sent me over the deep end. Uh, the here. box Not- is sick. <laughs> I mean, that's one way to put it. This is incredible. I mean, <laughs> the, once I saw the box, I lost it. Like I was looking at the pen, right? I was like, "This is what Montegrappa does, right? They do, they do this stuff, mm-hmm. and like they've done samurais, they've done Vikings, Abs. they've." Uh, they've done no that was Faber Castell. Faber Castell did abs. So oh, Faber Castell did abs. They did yeah. uh, the Batman did, pen, uh, right? Yeah, chaos. They did the chaos pen. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, obviously, hello. Um, but so they do this once or twice a year. They've done the oh, they've done the the uh, Lord of the Rings and like the Eye of Sauron mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the Game of Thrones, like White Walkers. Like like they do these serious like artistic high end pens. Like this is their norm, right? And they do them better than anybody, right? The mummy wrap. Um, for lack of a better term, again, I'm with you on that, but that's all I can think about it is hilarious. I love like, it, this man. is absolutely ridiculous. But so when I good. saw when I saw the tomb display, I lost it. Why? I, 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 I was like, what is happening here? Why are we doing this? Why do we have a coffin display? You know, like I get, I'd rather have like a Dracula coffin display than this. This is like I'm, I'm like literally wiping. A diorama showcase reconstructs the young pharaoh's (laughs) burial chamber in the Valley of the Kings. What more would you want? Why? What do you mean? Why? Why do we? Like you had me at mummy wrap. Why do we? Why do we also need to put him in a tomb? Yeah. So I'm intrigued to like, how does the pen go in the box? Yeah, like they need an actual like a top down view. Yeah, do they ship um, it in like in two pieces? 
Yeah, so like it's this. I wonder if it's just like a, a top, like it sets over the top of the pin. I, I don't think it. I don't think it seals it up. I think it just kind of sets over the top, like you like a drop down. I bet uh, it's just like a drop down cover. Like I bet the whole top raises up, and you put the pin underneath, and then it sets down on top of it. Yeah, because I guess looking at the like at the edge of the box, it looks like it lifts. So this is a big old box. It's a big. <laughs> I mean, box. it's got a body. I mean, it's got a body in there. So yeah, this pen is the best. Nobody has made a better pen than this ever. No, come on, pens with abs is way better. No, than this. this is Ka- the best pen. No, chaos is pen is way better. Okay, best but pen. then let me let me ask you this first Ask TPA question because All I right. had a very clear answer on uh, this. If you won the lottery, so there's a 1.2 billion dollar lottery pull this weekend here that's in the U.S. Stupid. Oh yeah, it's stupid. If you won the lottery, what what pen would you buy? You're telling me you'd buy? I'll uh, buy this. The, I had this a different one? answer, but I'd buy this. If I won the lottery today, I'll buy this pen. No hesitation. As a kid, I was obsessed with Egypt. Okay, okay. I, and I, I I've get seen Tutankhamun multiple times. He used to be in the British Museum, so I've seen I'm this. That one alone. Like I've seen the the sarcophagus. I've seen mm-hmm. all of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like I recognize it. Man, I would straight up buy this. No, no. Would you not be just like thinking about Brendan Fraser the whole time you were writing with this pen? Nah, man. (laughs) I've experienced a real thing before Brendan Fraser came along. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I mean, my answer is also a Montegrappa, and it would be the Chaos pen, but it would be like the silver one, like the sixty thousand dollar one, right? Like, it would be like wow. the mega. It wouldn't be like the one that we saw. We saw like the however much that one was, several mm-hmm. thousand dollar one, right? The steel one. I, I would buy like the. I would totally buy if I won the lottery. I'd buy like the silver, like the fifty, sixty thousand dollar Chaos pen for sure. Like, it, not even a question. Um, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to pass on this one. Now. Pass on the mummy pen. <laughs> yeah. I don't need the tomb on my desk. I already have one terrible storage box that I don't know what to do with. I, I don't need this one. If you want to see the links for this episode, and if you haven't seen the mummy pen, you need to go see the mummy pen. <laughs> go to relay.fm slash pen addict slash five, three, seven. They should also be in your podcast app of choice. Brad mentioned it already, but you can find him over on Twitch three times a week. So over twitch.tv slash pen addict. Brad streams on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays? Yep. Mm-hmm. So three times a week. Why would you not go hang out with Brad? You can see Brad react to these things. You see his face <laughs> in real time <laughs> as he sees the messed up Kaveco and the oh. mummy pen. Mm-hmm. You could imagine seeing him as he, re- as he sees these things for the first time. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, pen Addict on Instagram. Dow Deism on Twitter. And obviously you can find Brad over at penaddict.com. Uh, I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, and you can check out products that I make at cortexmerch.com. Thanks to Pen Chalet, ExpressVPN, and the Canalea Pen Co. for the support of this week's episode, and we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>